We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 463 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Hey, my wife, for my birthday, got me a Commander's t-shirt and a Commander's sweatshirt. True story. So I am ready for Sunday night. Are the Commanders ready for Sunday night? Are they ready for their playoff push over their final four regular season games. A lot on that is on the way. Hello and welcome to this Wednesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Capitals winger Alex Ovechkin. How about this freaking guy? He now has exactly 800 career NHL regular season goals. Third player in league history to accomplish that. A hat trick and a primary assist. A four-point night as the Caps won again, they won their season best fifth consecutive game, a 7-3 win at the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday night. I have plenty for you on Ovi and the Caps later in the show. But starting next segment, I have a lot for you on the Commanders. Head coach Rod Rivera, he on Tuesday afternoon did a Zoom press conference that lasted for nearly 18 minutes, and he addressed this uh, rather important game week for his team. The 7-5-1 Commanders, home to the 7-5-1 New York Giants on Sunday Night Football at 8-20. You, over the course of this show, will hear every significant thing that Ron Rivera said. Uh, He provided a number of updates on injuries, including some new intel on the Commanders' injury situation uh, and where we are at with edge defender Chase Young. Uh, Rod discussed at length the commander's readiness for this game against the Giants and readiness for this stretch of games. Uh, Ron talked about returning quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, Rod addressed that which came out last Thursday, uh, the final report from Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform on its investigation into Washington's workplace misconduct scandal. All of that and more from Ron Rivera is coming up. Uh, By the way, an NFL League meeting is taking place in Irving, Texas, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, December 13th and 14th. Our friend Commander's Insider J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, he is covering 
the league meeting. Uh, JP on Tuesday reported that Commander's co-owner and co-CEO Dan Snyder is not taking part in the league meeting, and instead the Commanders are being represented by their other co-owner and co-CEO, Tanya Snyder, and team president Jason Wright, uh, with general manager Martin Mayhew there as well. Uh, No official discussion of the commander's ownership situation is expected at the league meeting, but of course, that doesn't mean that there won't be any unofficial discussion of the commander's ownership situation. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, thealgaldipodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, thank you to everyone for the very nice birthday wishes uh, via tweet and email. Email from Rich. Happy birthday, Al. Hard to believe you're already 43. I remember when you were the new guy at 980, time does fly. Uh, thank you for that, Rich. And uh, yeah, time does fly, man. We're all getting older. Uh, every second of every day, we are getting older. I'm not sure if we're getting wiser, uh, but we are getting older. Uh, email from Joe in Silver Spring, Maryland on the intro song for this podcast. Uh-oh, writes Joe. First off, Happy birthday. I've been meaning to email you about this for a few weeks, and your mentioning the theme song on the pod on Tuesday reminded me. I wanted to let you know that I emailed you early on and had a lot of disparaging things to say about the theme song, including it was terrible the first time I heard it, and it remains terrible each and every time. Ouch. That was harsh. So just to update you, a few weeks ago, I randomly found myself humming your theme song out of nowhere and enjoying it. So yes, it's so bad, it's good. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for that, Joe. You see, I'm telling you, this has been the evolution of the feeling about the intro song for this podcast. People initially hated the song, despised the song, but I have gotten so much feedback over time from people who have come around on the song, uh, perhaps uh, no one more so than my man Joe in Silver Spring. And understand, I am well aware of the song being bad. It is very bad, but it's like so bad that it's good. There's like a charm, an endearing quality <laughs> to how bad the song is. Uh, email from Adam On Commander's Defensive Coordinator Jack Del Rio of something that our guest on Tuesday's show, Commander's Insider Michael Phillips of Richmond.com, said regarding Commander's co-owner and co-CEO Dan Snyder, writes Adam, Good morning, Al. Love the podcast. Happy birthday to you. I was listening to your interview with Michael Phillips and heard him say that if Virginia would have given Dan Snyder the stadium, then Dan would not have to sell the team. Thank you, MAGA Jack. (laughs) (laughs) It was after his dust-up comments that legislators finally said no way. So maybe the next statue that will be at FedEx Field will be of Del Rio. Take care and love the podcast. Uh, Thank you for that, Adam. I had not considered that, although I do wonder if Virginia legislators were just looking for a reason not to approve the stadium bill and wouldn't have approved it even if uh, Jack Del Rio had never said dust-up. Impossible to know for sure, but it's not like there was extreme momentum for Virginia passing the stadium bill, and then Jack said dust-up, and then any chance of the bill getting passed got blown to smithereens. Uh, This is more like Virginia passing the stadium bill was iffy, then Jack said dust up, and then any chance of Virginia passing the stadium bill was gone. Jack saying dust up didn't help, 
But that may well have been like the cherry on top of the sundae as opposed to the decisive blow. Uh, But yeah, it's funny looking back on that, given the significance of the commanders not having a deal for new stadium, apparently being part of why Dan is open to selling the team. And given the very good season that Jack's commander's defense is having off, remember, quite a few people wanting Jack fired for saying dust up. And, you know, well, there maybe shouldn't be a statue of Jack Del Rio at FedEx Field. Perhaps a wire mannequin would be good. I don't know. Well, I do know that if you have been negatively affected by the negligence of someone else, the law firm of Paulson and Nace is there for you. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Call 202-902-7611. And when you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based family law firm that handles medical malpractice, personal injury, birth injury, legal malpractice, and consumer protection cases, offering aggressive advocacy for victims in Washington, D.C. and West Virginia. Paulson and Nace fights for victims of all kinds of situations, including victims of errors made during diagnosis, during surgery, or with medication, victims of injuries caused by dangerous medications or medical devices, as well as defective auto parts, victims of accidents involving cars, trucks, bikes, or motorcycles, victims of deceptive trade practices and false advertising, heck, victims of shady lawyers. If your attorney acts in bad faith, is unethical in his or her counsel, or is negligent in his or her work, uh, you could have a claim for legal malpractice. Paulson and Nace has represented corporate clients throughout the region. If you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. If you feel that you've been wronged, if you think that you've been wronged but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. You can also visit paulsonandnace.com. That's paulsonandnace.com. And don't forget to tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace treats its clients with respect and dignity and wants what is best for the firm's clients. Paulson and Nace will treat you, your family, and your situation with the care and expertise that you deserve. And Paulson and Nace is excellent at what it does. Paulson and Nace has recovered millions of dollars for the sick and injured. Call 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. And when you call, tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Paulson and Nace, if you have a case, contact Paulson and Nace. Well, please consider subscribing to the Al Galdi podcast. Subscribing costs you nothing and makes it so that each episode is downloaded to your device. Uh, Also, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. You on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. And you on Apple Podcasts can write a brief review saying that you like the podcast. Uh, The ratings and the reviews help us out a lot. And so thank you for doing them. The Commander's bye week is over. Uh, Say bye-bye to the bye. Uh, The Commander's on Tuesday conducted a walkthrough. Uh, They on Wednesday will hold a full practice. And we are off and running in the biggest game week of the Commander's season. 
Uh, so far, anyway, the 7-5-1 Commanders, home to the 7-5-1 New York Giants on Sunday Night Football at 8-20. The Commanders are the number six seed in the NFC and are in possession of the conference's second wildcard spot. The Giants are the number seven seed in the NFC and are in possession of the conference's third wildcard spot. The Commanders win a tiebreaker with the Giants based on best winning percentage in division games. Commanders head coach Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon did a Zoom press conference in what was his first session with reporters since his day after the game Zoom press conference on December 5th of the 20 all tie at the Giants on December 4th. This was Ron on Tuesday afternoon on how the team handled its bye week. Well, I think the one neat thing is, um, is uh, we had a number of guys that stayed around, a number of guys that came in on, on Thursday and Friday. Uh, we closed the facility down on Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then on Monday, yesterday, there were several guys. I mean, uh, more than I'd say about half the guys, if not more, came in. Um, and what we had done was we gave them an extra day. We had them work till Wednesday. We gave them the extra day uh, on Monday and basically traded them Monday for Tuesday. I mean, we, you know, we could have brought them in on Monday had them do the light workout that we're going to have them do. But in talking with some of their leadership guys, you know, if they, they felt if they could get the extra day in a row, give guys a, a day to travel and get back and settle in, that, um, you know, they'd be more than happy to come in on Tuesday. So we made the swap. And so we'll do like we've done. And for the most part, we've done this type of routine the last few weeks is we brought them in on Tuesday after 1 o'clock. We've had meetings, and then we'll do a little walkthrough and installation uh, early introduction, and then we start on earnest on Wednesday where we give them the full report going in and then start the regular routine as far as practices are concerned. So it's a chance to get us a little bit of uh, – give guys a little more time off, um, which they've handled very well. I'm very pleased with the way they handled it. We had uh, everybody in, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed uh, at 1 o'clock today. I just finished my team meeting with them, uh, and the guys seemed pretty spry, pretty relaxed, and um, – it was kind of cool. We talked about focusing in now on, on our opponent and uh, they, you know, I think they're, they're going to respond and, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. So the commanders should be refreshed and yeah, they should be excited. Uh, this game against the Giants is as big as it's being made out to be. According to 538.com, the commanders right now have a 73% chance of making the playoffs. A win for the Commanders on Sunday night would give them a 91% chance of making the playoffs. A loss for the Commanders on Sunday night would give them a 34% chance of making the playoffs. And in in case you're curious, a tie on Sunday night would give the Commanders a 64% chance of making the playoffs. Now, other results in Week 15 can impact these percentages, but you get the idea. Commanders-Giants on Sunday night is a really big game for the Commanders' playoff push. Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on how he's having his team approach this game against the Giants, given the importance of the game. Um, now, for the most part, we're just talking about to the significance of it, this, this to the guys, just how important it is, the opportunity that they've they've created for themselves, the way the guys have done the things that, you know, they've needed to do to, to get us to this point, um, you know, to be a, to be, to be a, um, two wins above 500, um, that this is an opportunity and we've got to focus in on, and, you know, this is the most important game we will play uh, as of now. 
And big reason is because it's the one we're about to play. So we will try to keep our focus solely on that. Yeah, and well, the game against the Giants this Sunday night is a very big game. The truth is that there may be an even bigger game, or there may be bigger games over the Commanders' final three games of this 2022 regular season. There's no telling what lies ahead and what the Commanders' playoff scenarios will be in the coming weeks. So yeah, this game against the Giants this Sunday night is huge, but this may just be the first of multiple huge games for the Commanders in the coming weeks. Uh, Speaking of that, are Commanders players ready for this? Are they ready for a big stretch run to make the postseason? This was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon. Well, that we'll see. I mean, in all honesty, we will see. I mean, that's what what this game will serve for us to see where our young guys are, uh, how our young guys handle this situation and circumstances. I think that's a great question because when you look at, 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 at as many of the young guys that we will play in this game, uh, for some of them, this is their first real experience, and, and they'll have to rely on some of the veteran guys. You know, um, Our young receivers can rely on Terry. Our, our young uh, defensive players can rely on Jonathan and Duran and, and, and those guys that have been through this, Bobby and, you know, and, and Cam. And these guys can be the voices of experience and help these guys through this situation. Um, because you're right, this this for us, for the most part, is is a playoff atmosphere for the next four weeks and hopefully for the next uh, nine would be cool. Yes, nine weeks would be nice. Very nice. Uh, remember, Ron Rivera last season constantly talked about being concerned with the team's maturity. Uh, well, we this season have not heard much talk about maturity. Uh, the 2022 commanders do seem to be a more mature team than the 2021 Washington football team was, but the maturity of the commanders is going to be put to the test over the team's final four regular season games. The first question that Ron got asked on Tuesday afternoon uh, was about the health of corner Benjamin St. Juice, who has been inactive for each of the commanders' last two games due to a right ankle injury that he suffered in the win at the Houston Texans in Week 11. You're going to hear Ron provide an update on our guy, the Juice, uh, and then you're going to hear Ron unsolicited provide updates on a number of other commanders players who have been dealing with injury. Take a listen. Well, we'll see how he uh, how he progresses. He has he had a good day of uh, of treatment and work today, so uh, that was a huge plus from what I was told. We'll see how it goes, uh, but he is uh, progressing in the right direction as of today. Um, as far as Montez Sweat and James Smith Williams are concerned. Uh, they're still in the protocol. They've progressed uh, to where uh, they're they're going through the steps and they're progressing near the end of it. And as long as things continue to trend in the right direction, we should have them back out on the practice field, hopefully by tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, Cosme had an ankle sprain. He'll continue to get his treatment. We'll see how he is uh, a little later today when we do our walkthrough, um, and we'll see how he how he handles that tomorrow morning. Uh, Jamin had a procedure on his thumb. Um, and he should be fine. I know he's got an exam tomorrow just to make sure everything went well with the procedure. Uh, and then Antonio will continue with the uh, treatment with the uh, foot issue. We'll monitor it. Uh, Trey, this was good timing for a buy for him. He got a lot of rest and treatment on, on, on his leg, so he should be fine. Uh, we should see him out on the walkthrough today. We'll see how he is tomorrow morning. And the chase has continued to progress. Uh, he did a lot of work these last few days and has had some really good days. And 
seems to be pretty confident. We'll see how he progresses, but uh, he's he is trending in the right direction. All right, so a lot there from uh, Dr. Ron Rivera. A lot there from uh, DRRR. Uh, the most notable items. Uh, Ron said that the ankle injury that Samuel Cosme suffered in the tie at the Giants in Week 13 was a sprained ankle. Uh, remember, Cosme for that game was the commander's starting right guard because Trey Turner was inactive due to knee and ankle ailments. Uh, Ron revealed that linebacker Jamin Davis has undergone a procedure for a thumb. Uh, but should be fine. Uh, Rod revealed that edge defender James Smith-Williams is in concussion protocol. Uh, We knew about edge defender Montez Sweat, but it turns out that James Smith-Williams is in the protocol as well. Uh, Montez in the tie at the Giants played on just 47% of the commander's defensive snaps due to the concussion. And Ron said that edge defender Chase Young, quote, did a lot of work these last few days and has had some really good days and seems to be pretty confident, and we'll see how he progresses, but he is trending in the right direction, end quote. So maybe, possibly, Chase, this Sunday night, finally, (laughs) will make his 2022 season debut. Personally, I'm not counting on it because we have heard this kind of talk with Chase Young for weeks. So I'm not going to be the dog jumping off the porch, chasing the stick again. Okay, we'll just see. Uh, Here was Ron Rivera later in his Zoom press conference on Tuesday afternoon on Chase Young. Um, Chase has had a good few days. Um, Last week, he did a lot of work um, and then saw him this morning, uh, had a nice chance to talk with him. I think he's in a good place right now. And uh, I think he, he should have, uh, you know, one of those things where he progresses and ramps himself up and uh, up into to the weekend. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. OK, look, I hope that Chase Young plays this Sunday night. But again, I am not counting on him playing because we have heard this kind of talk with Chase for weeks. And, you know, it may be that this constant talking up of Chase playing may just be gamesmanship from Ron Rivera. I mean, at this point, you have to wonder if Chase is going to play at all this season. And if he doesn't play at all this season, you have to wonder if all of the talking up of Chase playing has just been gamesmanship from Ron. You know, just an attempt to have opposing teams have to consider the possibility of Chase playing. Uh, The commander's defense in the tie at the Giants in Week 13 overall played well, but the commanders did have problems with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones as a runner. Uh, Jones in that game had 12 carries for 71 yards, and he had some really impactful runs. Uh, First quarter, the Commanders gave up a second and seven, nine-yard under center play action scramble by Daniel Jones. The next to last snap of the first quarter, the Commanders gave up a second and eight, 21-yard under center play action scramble by Daniel Jones, who had wide open real estate up the middle. Uh, Also on that play, by the way, was a five-yard holding penalty by safety Cameron Curl. Uh, Second quarter, on a third and seven for the Giants at the Commanders 23, the Commanders gave up a 10-yard shotgun scramble by Daniel Jones as Montez Sweat gave up contain. Third quarter, third and four for the Giants at the Commanders 14, the Commanders gave up a seven-yard shotgun run by Daniel Jones. Uh, You get the idea. He hurt the Commanders big time with his mobility. Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on what he's hoping for from the Commanders defense in this game against the Giants this Sunday night off the tie at the Giants in week 13. 
Well, I think, you know, just, just from the things that we got from the game is, you know, we, we have to do a, a better job at uh, containing their quarterback. You know, Daniel's done a nice job. He's, he's an elusive runner. He's got a good arm, can make pretty much uh, any of the throws. And, um, you know, we've got to be able to, 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 to counter him. Um, you know, we got to be good against the run. Uh, you know, I think that helps us a, a lot. And uh, then when they throw the ball, we got to make sure we're good in coverage. Yes, you do. Uh, what about the commander's offense? Uh, well, the man who was the team's initial starting quarterback this season, Carson Wentz, uh, now is back. Uh, the commanders on Monday activated Carson Wentz from the reserve injured list to the 53-man roster. Uh, he had been on the reserve injured list since October 22nd due to a fractured right ring finger that he suffered in the win at the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football on October 13th. He underwent surgery for the finger on October 17th. Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on Carson Wentz. He's, he's looked good. He, he had, he's had a couple of good weeks of, of work. Um, the first week he was on the side. The second week he was integrated into to some of the offense, uh, some of the defensive stuff. Um, uh, he threw with uh, the receivers. And uh, then last week he was off. And so, you know, we chose not to make the move last week. And then we made the move uh, this, uh, yesterday um, to activate him. And I uh, think everything should go accordingly. He will be the he will be the primary backup going into this game, and we'll go from there. And we'll go from there. Uh, yes, we will. And where we will go from there uh, could be a variety of places. Uh, maybe Taylor Heineke remains the commander starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Uh, maybe Carson Wentz is reinstalled as a team starting quarterback at some point. I do think that Ron Rivera is open to that. But Ron, on Tuesday afternoon, did say that Carson will be the commander's backup quarterback for Sunday night's game against the Giants. Uh, as for Taylor Heineke, well, him this Sunday night being protected better than he was protected in the tie at the Giants in Week 13 is a principal issue. The Giants finished that game with five sacks and 10 quarterback hits. The Giants blitz a ton. Uh, the Giants for the 2022 regular season through week 14 per sport radar are number one in the NFL by miles in blitz percentage at 41.5. The next highest blitz percentage is that of the Green Bay Packers at 36.9. Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon did not get asked about the commander situation at center, but the team's top two centers now are on the reserve injured list. The commanders on Monday placed Tyler Larson on the reserve injured list due to an injured right knee that he suffered in the tie at the Giants. Uh, this as the commander's number one center, Chase Rulier, remains on the reserve injured list. Uh, he has been on that since September 20th due to a right knee injury that he suffered in the loss at the Detroit Lions at week two. So either Wes Schweitzer or Nick Morton figures to be the commander's starting center on Sunday night. And as mentioned earlier, the likes of Samuel Cosme and Trey Turner are coming off injury. A lot of questions right now with the commander's offensive line, which overall has not been good this season. Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on what Taylor Heineke can do given the state of the offensive line. Well, you know, with Taylor, you know, as with pretty much any quarterback is, is again, their, their ability to, to move and slide within the pocket, um, that helps them um, in, in terms of pass protection. But I think if you're going to help, you got to be able to run the football. 
and 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 be able to take it downhill and be physical and and then offset that with good play action um and and be aware of putting yourself more in third and short than than third and long i mean that's the last thing you want to do is be in passing situations and have a long way to go so the best thing we can do is you know, really be able to run the ball successfully or just be really good on first and second down, whether you're throwing the ball quickly and getting it out of the quarterback's hands um, or you're going play action uh, or you're running it. Uh, you you have to be efficient. And there was Rod Rivera once again emphasizing the importance of the commander's running game. There's no secret at this point. Uh, the commander's offense, at least with Taylor Heineke, as the starting quarterback, is what it is. And what it is is an offense that uh, seeks to lean on the running game a lot. Up next, more from Ron Rivera. He on Tuesday afternoon addressed what came out this past Thursday, the final report from Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform on its investigation into Washington's workplace misconduct scandal. You'll hear what Ron said after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
Well, as I said last segment, the Zoom press conference that Commander's head coach Rod Rivera did on Tuesday afternoon was his first session with reporters since his day after the game Zoom press conference on December 5th off the 20-all tie at the New York Giants on December 4th. It was this past Thursday, December 8th, that we got the final report from Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform on its investigation into Washington's workplace misconduct scandal. Uh, This was a 79-page report that hammered Commander's co-owner and co-CEO Dan Snyder, a.k.a. Danny Boy, a.k.a. The Danny, a.k.a. Mr. Snyder, if you're trying to get in his good graces. This is Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on his reaction to the report from Congress last Thursday. Cool. Um, you know, I was, um, honestly, I wasn't around. <laughs> I was uh, went back to visit my father. And so when all that came out, you know, I just, like I said, I just said, well, cool. Okay, here we go. But, um, you know, I'm trying to tie it into the fact that every time something like this drops or happens, it's been a plus for our guys because they focus in on, on uh, what our next task at hand is. And that's to, to, to be the best football team we can be. And that's kind of what we've talked about with these guys is that we're focused in on what's important. And, and so, Pete, we're going we're gonna to stay on, on, on getting ready for uh, the Giants. You know, you can tell (laughs) that Ron Rivera has no interest in talking about the Dan Snyder stuff. And, you know, I don't blame Ron for that. He's probably so sick of the Dan Snyder stuff, as we all are. I know I am. Uh, That said, the Dan Snyder stuff does matter a lot. And so there's this balance that I know that I try to strike of, on the one hand, dealing with the Dan Snyder stuff. That truly matters. And on the other hand, not letting the Dan Snyder stuff detract from the commanders being in a playoff push, which I believe is what most fans care the most about. But always remember who the owner of the team is, is a football topic. It is an incredibly important topic. And that who the owner of the team is may well be changing is the number one Washington, D.C. area sports story of the year, regardless of what happens with the commander's season. And then you also have to factor in, there are some people who really have gotten hurt by this Washington workplace misconduct scandal. Like, there are real victims in this scandal. And what has happened with those victims matters, okay? Like, those people did not deserve to go through what those people have gone through. Now, part of what came out last Thursday uh, was the transcript of the Dan Snyder deposition. Uh, Dan, this past July 28th, uh, what was the day after 2022 Commander's Training Camp began, uh, testified virtually before Congress's House Committee on Oversight and Reform regarding Washington's workplace misconduct scandal. One of the many things that stood out from the transcript was the extent to which Dan talked up Ron Rivera as being part of a change in the team's culture. Uh, remember, the Dan Snyder narrative is that the team's culture was bad because of Bruce Allen's tenure as a Redskins executive, and then Ron Rivera was hired to change the culture. But only part of that is true. Uh, the culture was bad well before Brucey was hired by Dan in December 2009. Uh, but yes, Ron was hired in large part to change the culture. Uh, This was Ron on Tuesday afternoon on if he minds being referred to by Dan as the leader of a culture change. 
to be very honest, that was one of the things that he said to me when, when he and I first sat down. He said, Coach, I need you to help me change and transform this culture. And that's one of the things that I really appreciated was his honesty. He said, we have some things that need to be straightened out, and um, I believe you're a guy that can help us. So I went in this with eyes wide open. I went in this prepared to do the best I can, and, and hopefully in several years from now, uh, when it's time for me to move on, I, I, I left it better than I found it, and, and that's going to be my attitude. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity um, because, as I said, the thing that I really appreciated and, and when, when I first met with him, my wife was with me, Stephanie and I, we had dinner with, with he and Mrs. Snyder, and they were very honest, very open, and very upfront. And because they laid it out there, I knew that this was, you know, this was going to be what I was here to do, and that was to help transform, change things, um, and hopefully bring a sustainable winning culture to this, to this organization. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Now, of course, the irony in all of that is that Dan Snyder himself was responsible for the bad culture more than anyone. This has been the pattern with Dan for years. It's never his fault. You know, it's always somebody else's fault. The irony of Dan and Tanya Snyder having dinner with Ron and Stephanie Rivera and Dan telling Ron that Dan needs Ron to change the culture of the team when Dan himself is responsible for the bad culture more than anyone. I mean, that's pretty funny because Dan was essentially telling Ron, uh, Ron, you need to change me, okay? Uh, also, how about Ron Rivera saying, quote, several years from now, when it's time for me to move on, I left it better than I found it, and that's going to be my attitude, end quote. You know, there really are three levels to Ron Rivera as Washington head coach. There's his work as the head coach. There's his work as the overseer of player personnel in what is a coach-centric approach. And there's his work in trying to change the culture of the organization. It's interesting that Ron used the phrase several years, as in, quote, several years from now, when it's time for me to move on, I left it better than I found it, and that's going to be my attitude, end quote. I don't know if Ron, in using the phrase several years, was being funny or is to be taken, literally. Uh, maybe he has thought about leaving. Who knows? But whenever Ron's time as Washington head coach is done, there are going to be three aspects of his tenure to evaluate. His work as the head coach, his work as the overseer of player personnel and what is a coach-centric approach, and his work in trying to change the culture of the organization. And, you know, there are not many people in the NFL who have had all three of those tasks at once with an NFL team. Whatever you think about Ron Rivera, there really is no overstating the monumental job that has been in front of him as the head coach in a coach-centric approach while also trying to change the culture of an organization that had a horrendous culture for decades. Well, for the Capitals, a stretch of games in which so many of the games were road games finally is over. Uh, the Caps on Tuesday night wrapped up a stretch of 11 of the team's 15 games being road games, and the Caps wrapped up this stretch with a win. 
a dominant win, a 7-3 win at the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, The Caps, who had not won even three consecutive games in this 2022-2023 NHL regular season, now have a season-best five-game winning streak. Uh, The Caps now are 15-12-4, and Tuesday night was a monster night for the Great Eight. The Great Eight was great on Tuesday night. Winger Alex Ovechkin had a hat trick, a primary assist, a game-high five shots on goal, and a team-high eight total shot attempts. And Ovechkin finished number four on the Caps in five-on-five shot attempt percentage for the game per natural stat trick at 67.5. The Caps, with Ovechkin on the ice in five-on-five situations in the game, had 27 shot attempts versus allowing 13 shot attempts. Uh, What a night for Alex Ovechkin. His three goals give him 800 career NHL regular season goals and move him to within one goal of tying Gordie Howe for the second most regular season goals in NHL history at 801. Uh, Ovechkin becomes just the third player in NHL history to score at least 800 regular season goals, joining Gordie Howe and the NHL's all-time goal king, Wayne Gretzky. And (laughs) there were no empty net goals for Ovechkin on Tuesday night. You know, he came into the game having scored four third-period even-strength empty net goals over the Caps' previous three games, but Ovi on Tuesday night scored an even-strength goal just 24 seconds into the first period, a power play goal 8-14 into the first period, and an even-strength goal 6-34 into the third period. Here was the call of Alex Ovechkin's third goal, uh, the call from John Walton on the Capitals radio network. Coming far wing, Murphy in for the blue line, battling Milano, and a puck set the distance all the way down into the Chicago zone. The Blackhawks starting another turnover in front, and Mantha feeding it to Kuznetsov, and Morazic diving, a shot, they score! And it's Alex Ovechkin, and it's 800 goals in the National Hockey League! The bench empties. Alex Ovechkin is the third player in National Hockey League history to score 800 goals. He does it here in Chicago, Illinois on the 13th of December, 2022. History here at the Madhouse on Madison. Alex Ovechkin, Gordy Howe, and Wayne Gretzky are now the only three skaters ever in National Hockey League history to score 800 goals. And there you go. Uh, By the way, Alex Ovechkin's power play goal was responsible for the Caps on Tuesday night going one of one on the power play. Uh, The Caps now have at least one power play goal in each of seven consecutive games. Uh, The hat trick is the 29th regular season hat trick of Alex Ovechkin's career. Uh, He moves past Marcel Dion and Bobby Hull for the sixth most regular season hat tricks in NHL history. And Ovechkin's three goals give him 20 goals for this 2022-2023 NHL regular season, marking an 18th consecutive 20-goal regular season. That is the third longest such streak in league history. We had all kinds of milestones for Alex Ovechkin with his hat trick on Tuesday night. 
Uh, he, for this 2022-2023 regular season, now is tied for fifth in the NHL with 20 goals. You know, it was interesting. Caps owner Ted Leonsis, the founder, chairman, principal partner, and chief executive officer of Monumental Sports. Uh, he at the NHL's Board of Governors meetings in Florida on Monday said that the Caps will not rebuild as long as Alex Ovechkin is chasing Wayne Gretzky's all-time regular season goal record. Quote, I'm not going to do what I did last time and trade everybody. I'm sure there will be an influx of some young players, but we're not going to rebuild the team. To me, a rebuild is when you look the players, the coaches, the fans in the eye and say we're going to be really, really bad. And if we were really, really bad, I don't think Alex Ovechkin would break the record. End quote. Uh, You can never say enough about how good Alex Ovechkin has been, and Tuesday night was an especially good night, and for both him and the Caps. uh, The Caps are surging right now, despite, of course, all of their injuries. Uh, Now, the Caps on Tuesday night did get back defenseman Eric Gustafson from a one-game absence caused by an upper body injury, but the Caps had a new injury with which to deal. Uh, Center Lars Eller did not play on Tuesday night due to an upper body injury. So the Caps on Tuesday night were without the following players due to injury. Goaltender Darcy Kemper, defenseman Martin Ferravari and Alexander Alexiev, and forwards Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Connor Brown, Lars Eller, Carl Hagelin, and Beck Malenstein, but the Caps won. Uh, They dominated the puck possession battle, but not in terms of high danger chances or shots on goal. Uh, The Caps, per natural stat trick, had 61 5-on-5 shot attempts to the Blackhawks' 36, but 11 5-on-5 high danger shot attempts to the Blackhawks' 10. Uh, The Caps had 30 shots on goal to the Blackhawks' 29. The Blackhawks on Tuesday night totaled 21 block shots. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, once again, was the Caps starting goaltender with Darcy Kemper out. Uh, Lindgren stopped 26 of the 29 shots on goal that he faced. He, per natural stat trick, stopped just five of the eight high danger shots on goal that he faced, but he stopped all nine of the medium danger shots on goal that he faced and stopped all 11 of the low danger shots on goal that he faced. The Caps went two or three on the penalty kill. Next up for the Caps, home to the Dallas Stars Thursday night at 7 in what is game one of a stretch of nine of 12 games at home. And one more item before we call it a show. Maryland receiver Rakim Jarrett on Tuesday announced that he is opting out of the Terrapins Bowl game and is entering the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, Maryland will play number 23 NC State in the Dukes Mayo Bowl at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday, December 30th at noon. Uh, Jarrett was expected to leave for the NFL Draft, so his announcement on Tuesday was not a surprise. The number one question in the coming weeks for the Terps is what quarterback Talia Tungavailoa is going to do. Is he going to return for the 2023 season. I hope like heck that he does, but uh, who knows? And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Thursday show, episode 464, will feature a lot 
on the Commanders as they on Wednesday are having a full practice in preparation for the oh-so-big game against the New York Giants at FedEx Field on Sunday Night Football at 8.20. We'll have the first injury report for the game. We expect to have post-practice press conferences from head coach Ron Rivera and quarterback Taylor Heineke as well. Also on Thursday's show, I'll talk Wizards, uh, who are desperate for a win. Uh, They have lost seven consecutive games. The Wiz are at the Denver Nuggets Wednesday night at 9 and game one of a season-long six-game road trip. And I, on Thursday's show, will talk Maryland basketball. The number 20 Terrapins are home to number 16 UCLA Wednesday night at 9. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. So I went in this with eyes wide open. I went in this prepared to do the best I can, and and hopefully in several years from now, uh, when it's time for me to move on, I, I, I left it better than I found it.